Hey everyone, welcome back to another season of Data Driven Health Radio. I'm your host, Dave Korsunsky. On this show, we speak to the experts and break down the technology and the data that is allowing us to measure, optimize, and understand our health in ways that have never been possible before. This show is for the health hackers, the data nerds, the athletes, the execs, the high performers, and anyone looking to take their health and their game to the next level. Be sure to check out our website and our health analytics app at headsuphealth.com and feel free to shoot us an email, support at headsuphealth.com with any comments, questions, or feedback on this show or our app. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and let's get into our next episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to Data Driven Health Radio. I'm your host, Dave Korsunsky. And across from me today on the Zoom call is Mr. Jim Howard, CEO of Biosense, technically Readout Health, which I understand is the parent company, but he'll clarify that for us. They're making what I believe to be one of the best products on the market for monitoring your metabolic health. So welcome, Jim. And for the listeners who are not familiar with your company and your product, just give us a brief overview, and then I'll just start badgering you with questions. Cool, cool. So uh, I'm Jim Howard. I'm the CEO. I live in St. Louis. This is where the company is located. We're essentially a metabolic biomarker and hardware research company. We've been around for about three years, mostly in a stealth mode and in, in research mode, and really just recently launched a class one medical device targeting really your all-day feedback for metabolic health and specifically for ketones in the breath. We, we crack the code on how to do that. We can talk about that later, obviously, but and it's a clinical and a consumer device called so, Biosense. Tell us a little bit about your, your personal background before you, you were doing this. I understand you have some experience in the uh, investor world. I know you've traveled to many, many different countries. I think you might even have hit the triple digits, if I recall correctly. So like, tell us a bit about yourself before Biosense, before Rito. Yeah, so... I'm in the Century Club of the, the nice. third world backpackers and things like that. So I've been in healthcare technology for 27 years. Prior to meeting my wife, I spent a lot of time, you know, I worked really hard and I got to play hard too. So I, I did a lot of international travel, a little bit for international travel for work, but primarily just taking a month off at a time at uh, certain points in my career and, and being able to go to places that, that are on my bucket list. So did all of it and spent a lot of time in Africa. Top, Very, top country in Let's say Southeast Asia, what's your favorite? Southeast Asia would have to be Vietnam. All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I want to go Laos really badly too. Yeah. So that was my passion. Then I met my wife and can't do that anymore. We've got two young kids, age four and six. We live here in St. Louis. But you know, professionally, I was involved with a lot of different companies, primarily startups that and some had, were very successful as we, we exited those and started new projects. I uh, spent some time in the respiratory world with a big company called Care Fusion, now part of Beckton Dickinson. Had a team of about 50 there. So I knew the res- respiratory world fairly well. But at a personal level, we both, you know, our house is ketogenic. My wife was losing, lost considerable weight post second child and uh, doing every recipe from Suzanne Ryan. And essentially, we had some issues with, with tracking and getting false positives, gained a little bit of the weight back checking her ketones once a day with, you know, with a blood device. And, and I had heard that there were some guys working on some tech, you know, really interesting technology on this. And that's, that's, I got an introduction from Jim McCarter, 
who is with Verta Health, to the two gentlemen that started Readout. And we're working on the project in a stealth way. And it's Tim and Matt Ratto, my partners. Yeah, I've met so them. I got cool. involved. I was with a venture firm here in St. Louis, working with a number of startups called Biogenerator, which ended up backing us and provided a lot of grant funding. So they've been incredibly supportive. Yeah, that's how the project came together. So a little bit of Jim McCarter, a little bit of my partners, well, a lot of bit of my partners and, and then some funding and, and I'm an investor in the company as well. So that's how it all came together about a year and a half ago. And then we launched the device just in January, right around Metabolic Health Summit. So you had some, some personal interest in low-carb ketogenic therapy through your wife, obviously, and, and her experiences. And then you connected with Matt and Tim after the fact. So you had some intellectual understanding experience with it first. Is that correct? That's right. So we had a ketogenic household. I basically did it for my, my knee. I had six knee surgeries and four ACL surgeries. So I've had some real issues with arthritis and unable to ski and things like that. So, you know, I had instant impact with a ketogenic diet. I didn't test very much. My wife was more of a tester. Yep. And we quickly realized, just kind of put our heads together, that you can't do one measurement a day and expect that your ketones are the same. So we knew the, the difficulties of breath technologies out there that didn't have a patent like we do. And, and that's how I got the introduction. I heard about the project. You know, the company was in the Bay Area. I ended up moving it here for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. And that's where we are today. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, for just speaking personally, I mean, I, I think I had a really good experience. One of the big epiphany moments for me was actually first just was actually just seeing the numbers pop and knowing that I was in, in ketosis for the first time. And I remember the level of control I had over my appetite. Kind of like for the first time ever, I felt like I had 100% mastery over my decisions, whether or not I want, you could put my favorite food right in front of me and I was in ketosis. I had just a level of control over self-regulation of my appetite that I'd, that I'd never noticed before. And then I had a really good experience losing weight. And then much like your wife, the results, ah, it got stalled. So I've been, I've been using your product now pretty religiously for a few weeks. And it, it took me a while to get it, get those numbers to pop the first time. You know, I, hey, is this thing working? I, sh- I should be seeing higher numbers here. But I finally got it to pop. And now I'm getting into a really, really nice rhythm where I'm pretty much doing continuous testing throughout the day. First thing in the morning, fasted. And then I typically work out while I'm fasted. So I'll take a reading after that in the morning reading after breakfast, reading at some point in the afternoon. So it's not uncommon for me to be doing four to six measurements a day. And that's very different than how a lot of people are doing it, even the people using blood meters, because A, it's it's cost prohibitive in many respects, and B, it's not as convenient as the product you have. Maybe we could segue into a little bit about the technology. And specifically the technology for people who are listening who may have tried breath in the past and had a bad experience for lots of different reasons. We've tested lots of devices over the years. We had the boys from Level on here. Great device, but wasn't functional and practical for many reasons. And we've integrated uh, the Ketonics many, many years ago, but but that one never really seemed to uh, get much traction for us. So you guys have done some stuff that's pretty unique with respect to consistency of 
measurement, first of all, and uh, also some of the ways you guys are doing different scores to provide some engagement. And man, that, that 24-hour graph inside the app just to basically see progression throughout the day. So for those who are listening, help us understand your approach to the technology relative to some of the other products on the market. So first of all, philosophically, you know, we really focus on providing agency and allowing people to really control what they do and understand more about themselves. You know that. I mean, your, your software does that as good as anybody's does. I mean, it's the best product we've seen out there for coaches and things like that. So I think that as it relates to our device itself, we really have to look at the ability to provide feedback based on what somebody does during the day, right? I, yeah. I do ask awesome. what happens. So with that feedback, you can make behavioral changes or activity changes with knowledge. If you don't know, you won't change. So that's the key component behind the philosophy of developing this. Until we got in the market, there was not a non-invasive medical grade way to check ketones that could be used in a clinical environment or, or even by a consumer. It's just not a non-invasive accurate way. So the breath analytes devices out there for ketones, acetone specifically, if you look down the barrel of them, you can see the sensor. So they're sensing you know, the air around you for the most part, and they don't have that deep lung technology or deep lung sampling. And I, I'll just kind of go through that real quickly. The core IP that we have, our intellectual property patent that we have is, is securing a deep lung sample. So you blow into our device, 95%-ish of that breath goes out the side of, in two yep, side I've holes. I've noticed that on the device. Right. So then you have that haptic feedback. You hear the, the vibration and that's the pump kicking in and pulling in that last 5%. That, the very end of your breath is where there's a high concentration of any analyte of volatile compounds. So, you know, we happen to pick ketones or acetone as our first analyte to, to build a device for, but the technology can go on to other type of analytes. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So that's what it does. It has a closed flow cell, so it's not sampling all around you. And then we package that into a really cool device that's about the size of the palm of your hand, a little smaller, just a couple ounces and can fit in your pocket and you can take it anywhere in as many measurements as you want per day. And the key thing is it's clinically backed. It's the only breath device out there that's backed by a clinical trial. And we did that last year. And I think that's what's, what also is going to really set you apart in the marketplace, which is not only is it clinically backed, but I also know that you're exploring other types of research opportunities as well, and other ways to validate your device, the approach to continuous ketone monitoring. We just talked about one of those projects before we hit the record button, but it sounds like you're continuing to push into more research opportunities in academia. So maybe mm -hmm. you can share a little bit more about how you're connecting in and, and looking to provide more validation, more research around how to best capitalized, not only on ketogenic therapy, but also in connection with your with your product. Right, right. So there's a few ways that we can do it. I mean, if, if you put our organization into three different groups, we have the standard consumer purchase that market online. And then the second part of that is going to be your clinical focus too. And, and we've got some research going on in that area. And then the academic focus, and that's, we have four clinical trials planned, one with a large pharma company. Uh, three are with leading academic centers. So, you know, there's 80 academic trials right now using nutritional ketosis for some type of chronic disease study. So a few of those will be involved with because they need a non-invasive way to track ketones. I mean, if you're diabetic, you're used to pricking your finger. If you're not, 
you know, it might be a cancer patient or in uh, neurology disorders with neurodegeneration, certainly you're not going to want to have be pricking your fingers. So there's a lot of different uh, roles that we can play in that. We do have four upcoming trials in that regard, and we're eager to participate in additional ones too, where you need a clinical grade, multiple measurements per day, and you're looking for compliance, you know, with the protocol. In the clinical space, though, you know, this is really happening fast, and we're working with you on this, as you know, is that, and this is really exciting, is that you have clinics, obesity clinics, for example, that for the first time can take a peek and see what the, their patient's ketone levels are throughout the day. So you know, instead of just assuming that they're eating this food and assuming all this self-reported activity, wow, I can actually see the level of fat burn throughout the day and compare that to glucose and compare that to all these other biomarkers that are tracked through you know, your program as well. You've got a real powerful tool in that situation. So not just for the patient, but for the coach, be it a ketogenic coach or be it for the, the clinic, they have information they just could not use before to, to make appropriate choices in the therapy that they're recommending. That's awesome. I think there's um, a lot of opportunity for us to go in and, and do this type of continuous feedback. So yeah. you brought up a couple of things. One is just accountability throughout the day. I mean, yeah. I can wake up in the morning after eating a pizza the night before, and I'm, I'm still going to clock in a 0.5 millimolar on the blood. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, can you preserve that throughout the day? So now your house coach on the other end actually may have five samples throughout the day and they can actually start to identify, well, something that you had for lunch just completely knocked you off the wagon. So it, it provides a, a new level of visibility and presumably empowers these professionals to have better insights into what's going on. I know that we're working on, maybe we can share a specific example we're working on with, with three health. And so that is uh, a weight loss clinic. You, you probably know more about the work they're doing than I do. It's been primarily my team working with them. But um, what do you think we can share on that one, Jim, about how they're yeah, applying yeah, so the technology? Yeah, that's a great example. That's a, a mutual customer of ours. And that's a one of the leading clinics in Washington state. They were really early in getting virtual care set up. So they've got all the telehealth components already in place. So they didn't skip a beat on seeing their patients through awesome. COVID. And, and the key thing is you want to have measurements. So they had used another breath device that was used once a day and they had tried the, the capillary blood draws that people just didn't want to do it. So we kind of fit into the technical gap that they had and you know they tried it, the clinical team tried it. And next thing you know, every one of their patients is being distributed a Biosense device and an Aura ring. And uh, there's a digital scale as well. But I think all these groups, one thing they all have in common is that the digital scale or just using a scale in general, if they're building muscle mass, they're not going to lose the weight. So you really don't understand what that patient is going through from a fat burning component. We give it. We just provide that resolution to what they're looking for. And they, so they're looking at a lot of different things at the same time through Heads Up Health. And that just worked out really, really, really well. The study that we're wanting to do with them that we're in discussions with them is, is looking at the adherence components too. So not just looking at outcomes from a weight loss program, a very good one like they have, but looking at adherence to programs because patients have feedback. And that's yeah. the bottom line of that, that cognitive component comes into this is like, do I feel good about myself? I'm not making any progress. I'm just not going to do it. And that's hard for a coach. But if you have feedback, 
you've got little brother right there looking at you, you know, your kitchen counter. And before you have that pizza, it's a different story. You know, I mean, that's what we're hearing at least. So yeah, eager to, to do that pilot with them. And it's going to all be on your software. I'm mostly keto, Jim. Occasionally I'll crush a pizza. Rarely. Just for the record, for, for those listening, I don't want people to think I'm a poser here, okay? Yeah, uh, all right. <laughs> but what I love about uh, the three health approach is not only do they have the metabolic data throughout the day, but they have the aura ring data. And I've always <laughs> said, like, even before this project, like, if I was coaching someone and I had information on their metabolic health, blood sugar and a, and a ketone level or, or one or the other, as much as possible, some level of learning to monitor their metabolism. And I had insights into their sleep quality. So like, when are they going to bed? When are they getting up? That's that's circadian rhythm, huge part of metabolic health. So that comes in on the outcomes. And if someone is is getting highly disrupted sleep and and three or four hours of it a night, good chance keto is not even going to really have much of an effect because the the hunger hormones and the appetite hormones and the cortisol is just jacked. So if you have the sleep data, and then you also have the heart rate variability data. That is really going to help address the cortisol, the stress, the underlying infection. That's going to tell you that there's something else that needs to be investigated. But if the HRV numbers are in check, then you know that the stress levels are in check, the sleep quality is in check, the metabolic load is in check, not just from weight loss, but I just think from overall longevity, I think that would be like a super powerful longevity protocol as much as a weight loss protocol. So I'm just super excited that we're now starting to see coach clinic, like figure this out. Like how do we put these incredible pieces of technology together into a really powerful lifestyle monitoring program? So they seem to be really kind of blazing the trail there. Yeah, they are. And you and I are working on a few other, opportunities too, where you've got some pretty progressive clinics that are looking at that whole body approach and holistic approach. So yeah, we're going to see a lot of activity. I mean, clearly with COVID right now, people need to, they're coming out of their basements. They're in (laughs) arguably the worst shape of, of their, you know, adult lives. At least my acquaintances are. Speak for yourself, Jim. I've been keeping fit. All right, good, good. But a lot of people have really struggled with this and and there's such a strong tie of metabolic health to morbidity, oh you know, yeah. with COVID, and it's becoming more apparent. And uh, you're seeing publication after publication. So, you know, this isn't something that's going away quickly. I think it's going to be paramount to one's preparation. And I don't care if you're 30, 40, 50, or or 80 with diabetes. You you need to be prepared and build that immune system. And I think that that's where programs like yours and ours really come into play. Is it? hey, this needs to be a part of your life, not part of your two-week plan to lose a few LBs. Well, this is opening up a new era of personal responsibility as well because there's nothing the health system can do for you right now. There's no cure. There's no vaccine. You don't even want to go to the hospital. That's the last place you want to go in a situation like this. So like, you have to realize that the only person you can really rely on right here is numero uno. And... That's the reality. The, the Western diet and the Western lifestyle and metabolic syndrome are like a powder keg once this virus takes hold. So yeah. I hope that people use this as an opportunity to take a new level of vigor around their own personal health. And um, I was just 
getting into a heated argument with someone recently on Facebook, which I never go in there anymore, but uh, I took the bait. And I don't have any opinions on, on what this virus is or where it came. I don't really give a shit. But what I am seeing is that it has exposed just another consequence of metabolic syndrome, which means it puts us at significantly increased risk for whatever this thing does inside the body. I think it's also going to be a blessing. And I think it will be a blessing because we're going to see more push at the policy level. We're already seeing reimbursable codes now from insurance related to remotely monitoring these parameters. And if you can also now have reimbursable codes where you can show that the, the symptoms of metabolic syndrome are actually improving. However you want to measure that, waist circumference, you know, fasting insulin, but can we incentivize now and, and reimburse based on outcomes? I'm speculating now. And can we start to push forward towards like attacking this metabolic syndrome thing with the right levels of incentives and reimbursements and programs and protocols to come at it? Maybe that's wishful thinking. I don't know. There's certainly no... Um, pharmaceutical in the picture in these scenarios. But that aside, hopefully this is also an opportunity for us to come at yeah, this. Yeah, if you problem. think about it, you know, there's two things that, that we know. We know that there will be additional novel coronaviruses. You know, this isn't the first one, right? Mm-hmm. So there will be others in the future, some higher impact, maybe some lower impact, but there will be new ones. And we know that the obesity rate and diabetes rate is going high, very high, and it's, it's getting worse, even though we have more knowledge about it. We know what Verta Health is doing and the impact that they're having you know, to employers. So even with all this knowledge, it's still one out of two people will be obese. So it's really 49% of the population in the United States will be obese by 2030. That makes this problem we're having right now today much, much, much worse with a larger population too. So yeah, I, I don't want to be part of the stress of our health system in, in that regard, you know, in, in the future, but we've got to be careful. Our society really needs to take a look at this. Well, if we're worried about crashing the system now, <laughs> imagine yeah. in 10 years from now when, when the rates are higher, you know, sadly, this gets at a much larger issue, which is the standard American diet. And right. most people do not have the wherewithal or have not even made the intellectual connection between the food they eat and what it does to their blood sugar levels. I mean, you and right. I do and, and other people that are that are starting to develop low-carb ketogenic eating plans do. But how do we start to disseminate more of that at an ed- educational level, especially starting to get into underserved communities and areas where this information is just not prevalent? And with a device like the bot, with the Biosense, it anyone can figure that out. It's like you just look at the thing and you have some level to start basically self-calibrating. It's really that simple to start yeah. using it. So I think there could be an opportunity to go to different communities, especially higher risk, underserved communities as well, and start to provide some tools and some education and some awareness. It just is becoming more accessible for people as products like yours hit the market. Are you seeing any inquiries in that regard at this time, Jim? Yeah, not, not in the rural health or those in an urban area that draw those socioeconomic lines. 
th- that would really have to go through probably like a Medicaid program, state Understood. Medicaid program. Sure. But we have significant interest in providing that type of agency. You know, those two groups right there are the least compliant, you know, in many regards when it comes to protocols. So it, it's got to be simple. You know, it's got to be really, really, really simple. And we keep, think that we Keep the A score above five. That's about as simple as we can make it. Yeah. And let's just be honest. I mean, it, compliance starts to happen when when your relatives and loved ones are are dying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so who knows where this is all going to lead. But nonetheless, I think what, what you're bringing to market makes it super exciting. The way we're approaching it is just putting the, the data from your device in a larger context and giving it to, to health coaches and practitioners who can then provide that interpretation layer and um, provide some coaching around it. So um, I'm excited about the work we're doing together as well. I think we're just kind of in the early innings of um, what's possible together here. Yeah, and I I think that you're going to find that there are some groups really wanting to look at this this data. Health um, plans, employers. Yeah, really looking at the data that we're collecting right now. And, you know, obviously this is blinded data, but it's somebody that has, you know, these conditions, these chronic conditions you know, what's happening to them over time with ketone, you know, ketone levels, if that's a true part of their therapy, nutritional therapy, and then what are the outcomes? And we don't have that access right now, but certainly that's why it's really key to work with the clinicians that are interested in, in tracking some of this, that we, we're all working together. We're providing this for other obesity medicine doctors. We're doing this for other ketogenic coaches, things like that. It's, all of us can step up our game in this, and it, it's time to do that. Is obesity weight loss kind of where you're seeing the biggest draw right now, or are you also starting to look into uh, oncology and and neurodegenerative and, and other things like that? Yeah, that's we have clinics that have come through the last three weeks that are uh, treating Alzheimer's. There's some interest there. Obviously, diabetes space is that goes hand in hand with obesity. You know, we have diabetes clinics that are using our device. You know, and then you know, seeking the, the RPM codes that are associated with that. So purchasing the device, giving it out to their patients, and then doing the remote patient monitoring. So those are the types of interests that we have. It's pretty broad. On the oncology side, that's a pretty hot space right now uh, when it comes to nutritional ketosis, you know, and the, the efficacy of some of these targeted therapies, these targeted drugs in precision medicine. Two of our four trials are actually upcoming trials will be for oncology. So in those patients, they don't want to prick their finger. You know, they're going to do that multiple times per day. And I don't think that the trial, the academic centers want to pay for that either. Well, I mean, I do it in the morning just on my blood sugar. But like today, I I did it in the car. (laughs) I was running out the door and I just grabbed the device. I put it in the neoprene sleeve and I was on a 15 minute drive to meet a colleague for lunch. You know, I can do it anywhere. I Yesterday, I came off the tennis court, you know, and I actually have it in my console because I'm doing this probably, you know, solid five times a day now. But um, it's super simple to be able to yeah, take this is, on the go. Is, uh, yeah, that's the key thing. It's got to keep it simple. So, yeah. Now, you guys are doing all the engineering here in the old US of A. And the device itself, I noticed, is firmware upgradable, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. So yep. um, I haven't really seen a lot of the devices in this space that are even firmware upgradable even just being able to, to roll out new features and new firmware and new fixes, that is a, a huge step forward. And, um, you know, the mobile app is awesome. 
for just coming out of the gate. Like you guys nailed it, man. On all that stuff. Yeah. Well, we, as a Canadian, you'll be happy to know that our engineering is actually done in Toronto. That makes a lot um, of sense. That's why it's yeah. awesome. And one of the founders is at the University of Toronto. That's Matt Ratto. So yeah. uh, we've got a lot of Toronto. We build the initial device, uh, most of the device in the Toronto area, and then it's shipped to St. Louis. We do final assembly, calibration, testing. The majority of our employees are here in St. Louis. So we're the manufacturer record here. Yeah, and then we just launched in Canada commercially a couple couple weeks ago yep. and target Europe by the end of the year. So a few more things on, on the hardware itself. For those of you who have tried breath devices in the past, I know that there are always issues with consistency and repeatability of readings. Mm-hmm. And Jim already covered that with, with the deep lung sampling. And also you get that feedback that you get those, those three um, vibrational pulses when you're going through the measurement. And so that gives you the actual like biofeedback that you, you, you did the measurement correctly. It makes the readings very consistent. It also does not require calibration. I mean, it takes, uh, I don't know, 60 seconds or something to, to prep itself. But there's actually breath devices on the market you need to ship back to the manufacturer sometimes for calibration. So that's a deal breaker. Even with the level as accurate as it was, you need these gas canisters to do it. And then with other devices, it's like you're just about to sit down and take a reading. You got a minute or two before you got the door and then bang, it's going to make you calibrate for 10 minutes. So there's a lot of people who may have tried other products in the market and they, be, they may be wondering, so what's so different about this one? You know what I mean? And I just wanted to point out some of those things based on my own personal experience. Anything else you would add to that for someone who um, may have tried tried something in the past without a great... Yeah, I, I think the, the key thing, I mean, most of those just give a range for a reason. I mean, the breath devices, at least, they give a range for a reason or a color or something like that. It's because they can't be that accurate, right? Okay. They don't have deep lung sampling ability. So you just blow into it and your entire breath goes over a sensor. So if, without that patented capability, there's just no way you can have an accurate uh, measurement. The mm-hmm. level device is different. The level is an uh, in-clinic device. They don't sell it in the consumer market anymore, to my knowledge. But no, that's, they don't. I, I still yes. have one from when they did, but I know that they're purely clinic now. Yeah, and that's that's a good device. But that's, again, you go to the clinic, you take that one measurement and you go back in, in however many weeks or months. It's whatever value that is of having that one measurement there. Yep. Our device is, is for the individual. It's for the patient or the consumer for unlimited use of ketone checking. So I think that the, the key thing is, though, is that the calibration requirements, we calibrate it, you know, against, you know, gas canisters, very large tanks in our, in our lab, and, and then it's sent out. You know, it's designed to last for a couple of years. However, we won't know for, to be honest with you, it's until the devices are out there for a while, how long does it last? If you're doing 10 measurements a day, like I do, it's not going to probably last for, for two full years. So, you know, we will have a, a recalibration tune-up option. Yep. So that you don't, you know, have to buy another one, but that shouldn't be for the first year, you know. So I think there there is a device in the market right now that is not a professional grade or, or a medical grade that you take 300 measurements, you have to send it back. But that's probably more of a marketing issue than anything. Right on. Well, um, we're excited to keep working with you, Jim. Mm-hmm. We were, we're excited to get the integration done. We're starting to see some nice success out there. I think we've got some really nice tailwinds out there just in terms of industry, in terms of where the, the, the collective consciousness is right now in terms of awareness around metabolic health. So I right. think things are 
going to be exciting for us. I'm looking forward to working with you, sir. Congrats on a kick-ass product. I love it. I'm using it <laughs> as, multiple as times is yours. <laughs> Thanks, man. We're getting there. You know, it's it's a battle, but it's a labor of love. So yep. um, we couldn't be more excited about the work we're doing. And uh, your team's been awesome. Enjoy getting to know you guys. Thanks for taking time on a Friday afternoon. We're very grateful. And uh, I'm sure we'll have much more to come on our partnership. Yeah, this is fantastic. Let's keep impacting uh, the world out there that's looking for, for improvement. Sounds good, brother. Cool. Take care. See you, buddy. Thank you for listening to Data Driven Health Radio. 